everyone, it's Tom Canos here. I've got with me someone very special today, Tony Larkin, who is one of the partners of Barry Plant, the group in Victoria, and he's also got a senior leadership uh, role in this company, um, oversees most of the business. But today, we're going to talk about him and his role as he oversees the training and the development and coaching and strategy of the group. Tony, welcome. Well, thanks, Tom. Mate, it's good to have you here. Um, I've been, you know, particularly keen to to get you on the video because Mark DiGiulio from um, your Doncaster yep. office, who uh, had a lot of views on that video regarding the way he sells vendor paid advertising, yes. and he's an exceptional agent. Absolutely, has come through a lot of the training principles that you guys incorporate here, and you being a uh, head trainer, coach, facilitator and designer of the training, I thought today you're going to be able to share with us some of the best ideas out there in your group. It's an attraction business, yep. um, high on auctions, high on VPA. Yes. So just for our viewers, because a lot of the viewers, well, most of the viewers are not in Victoria, um, I think about 25% of the 17,000 viewers are uh, in Victoria, but the rest are Queensland, New South Wales. Can I have a brief summary of you, you and your role at Barry Plants? Sure, sure, Tom. Um, my background is I started in real estate, I suppose, back in, I think, about 1986, yeah, yeah. Uh, from in Mildura, country yeah. country boy by heart, um, and then moved down with the family. So I've been, started in all the different areas of real estate, from property management right through to sales management, ownership, um, you know, covered off in all areas of, of real estate as a predominantly being a salesperson. And so you've been you've been in the lounge room. The I've, stuff that you educate these people, they you've been in those lounge rooms. Absolutely, everything I teach or train on is basically um, have been principles or uh, skills that I have done myself over the years in the lounge room. I think that's that's one of the, the strong points of being a good trainer and a coach. You've actually, if you've been there before and done it, it makes it certainly easier to show other people the way. Not that my way is the only way, yeah. um, but absolutely everything I run on and, and train on and coach on is, is I've done it before. Okay, and you've been in this role at Barry Plant for now for how long? Been with the group for over ten years. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, just on ten years actually. So, yeah, very much ten years been overseeing all the training, running all the training. Um, I've got my other colleagues obviously that help me in the areas of the training. So now, coaching, business planning, yeah, for the last ten years of the group. Okay. Let's start off with, you get to see a lot of agents come in, some of them become superstars, yep. some of them last a year and then move on. Have you been able to work out at the recruitment stage, can you suss out, or when they come into training in their early courses that they come in, have you been able to work out what are the, some of the success qualities of agents? Sure, I think the signs there that I've been able to see, and, and certainly from hiring and, and, and running teams myself in the past, and, and knowing what to look for and what I would look for in, in, in salespeople, and then seeing them at training as well through the coaching, I think there's certain signals to look for, trying to work out an exact and perfect science. I don't think anyone's got the right, <laughs> the right answer there. Um, but there's a couple of things I look at. I think number one is, is action. Right. You know, you know, do they do they actually go out and try and implement um, what they've been taught, what they're being shown? So do they do they have a high level of action? Do, is it work ethic high? So are they trying to implement what's being, even though they may not implement exactly the way you want them to at the beginning, are they attempting and is it high? Okay, right. Their attitude, particularly when they're getting the knockbacks, when things aren't going well, what's their attitude like? 
Yeah, are, are, they, are they still upbeat? Are they still a little bit optimistic? Are they, do they take the knocks better? Right. You know, or does it blow them out of the water? Right. Okay? So I think, so their action, um, their implementation. The other one is too, is, is I would look for is, is, is this person chasing me? Right. You know, in other words, I'll give them some information and give them stuff to go out and do, then let them go and, you know, either succeed or muck it up a little bit. And then do they come back? Are they chasing me for the information? Do they want the information? Them following you up versus yes. you following them yes. up. Yes. If I have to always be following them, yeah. that's an indication to me that something's not right. Either I want it more for them or maybe they're just not ready yet. Or, you know? But if they're chasing me, yeah. I've got someone to work with. Um, I remember a, uh, an old gentleman said to me many, many years ago, he said, Tony, if they're not asking the question, they don't want to know. Yeah, well said, beautiful. Yeah, so if, if if I could be giving them all this information, if I'm having to shove it down their throat, so to speak, that's an indication of saying, particularly early on, that they may not be the right person here. So. Okay, so three takeaway points, guys and girls. I just want to touch on those because they're very important. One of them is you're saying is uh, uh, they're an action-oriented person. They're a person that comes here and then the next thing you know is they spend more of their time in the execution. Uh, they're really keen in getting things done. The second thing that you said is that um, that, 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 that they follow, they, they, they seem to be chasing you. And some people think, oh, they're being, they're being a nuisance in that, but what they're doing is they're just, you know, the type of person that wants to be 100% sure that they've got it. And Absolutely. I want to, are you hungry? Yeah. Yeah. And you talked about, and to me, that other beautiful point is their dropout period. When they get a knockback, do they drop out for a week? A day, an hour? How well do they bounce back? Yeah. yeah what's their attitude? Because a lot of people start off with a great attitude, but it's not until they you now start to get all the rejection and going through all the, the stuff that they've got to do, the prospecting side. I'm looking at saying, how do they handle that? Right. Do they come out of that with a decent attitude? Everyone's going to take some blows if they've never done it before, but do they handle it better than other people? Yeah. Right? Because it's just, you know, that's part of being successful is being able to handle the setbacks and being able to bounce back from that. Yeah. I think a couple, a couple of other ones is, is um, do they have strong aspirations? Do they, are they a goal setter? Do they right. have some vision of where they like to see themselves down the track? Um, if, I, if I'm a business person and I have a business that's built on aspirations and plans and goals, I need people with me that are like that. Okay, so just even those things that you're talking about, as you're saying those, Tony, they, they're very attitudinal things you're talking Attitude, to me. Attitudes, everything. You, 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 you haven't actually gone off and said, you know, that they've got the ability to, you know, do a, a close or they've got, you know, amazing scripts or dialogues. What you're talking about there is it's more a personal characteristic of work ethic, ambition, motivation. They're, they're, attitudes, everything. If yeah. you've got the work ethic and the attitude, yeah. I can teach you the skills. Right. Okay, but, but if you've got all the skills in the world, and you've got the wrong attitude and everything else, you're very hard to teach a student. Okay. So, and, and the other thing is, is, I suppose, you look at it and say, do they attract people? Do people like being around them? Right. Uh, so I'm looking for that because fundamentally, if, I'm, if they're going to work for me and be an agent and be a lister, I want them to be, as you say, an attraction agent. I want people to want to be around them. So I have high likability. Yes. Some people have just got that quality. They do. Them. Absolutely. Some people are natural communicators. And um, they don't know how they do it or whatever the science behind it, but they're just they're just good at it. So that's an important area of this: is, is you know, do they attract people, and do people like being around this person? Okay. So 
on that point, let's move on to this concept of the attraction, the attraction business, which you know I talk about, which is pretty much underpinned by your ability to also get marketing, because marketing is what builds this whole attraction. When people mm. know about you because of your current listings, they're more inclined to deal with you. You've got a very unique approach that um, actually distinguishes between listing a property and getting marketing, you know? Yes. Um, I think uh, maybe the way I can call that is a two-stage listing presentation. Yeah. Um, tell us more about this approach that someone like Mark DiGiulio or other people that we see in or outside the Perry Plan Group, they've got this ability to get vendors on site and treat the marketing as a separate component in the discussion. Yeah, I think um, a lot of agents try to do too much when they list a property. Right. Okay, and uh, they try to do it predominantly all in one meeting. Um, and I think you've got to remember what you're there to do. You're there to list their home. Yeah, so, um, so get it listed. Okay, then come back and reset their marketing, reset their the campaign in a different... Once you've got the listing, now the wall comes down, they become a completely different person. So you're able to have a conversation with them at a completely different level than you can the night you're listing it. So when you come back, you can sit down and actually have a conversation of the pros and cons about why they should be marketing here, where they should be marketing, and you're not going to lose the listing because you've already got it. Okay, so tell me, from a, how, does it, how does that work? Just explain to me how does it work. You go out to do a listing presentation, and how does it all transpire in execution? Well, again, I, I think if you look at the, when, it's, when, a vendor, when a vendor comes to list their property, okay, they've basically got to make a decision. They've, they've selected their agent. Okay, so they've got to make a decision in these four areas at that point in time too. Um, price, how they're going to quote their property. Marketing, what, where, how much. Um, fees, okay, and sale method. Yeah. Okay. The one thing that they have all in common is they're all dollar related. Correct. All, so the, the problem a lot of agents have is they get caught up saying, well, okay, we're continually competing against other agents about marketing or overpricing properties. And the main reason for that is their listing presentation is basically built around that. Right. So they're, in a lot of instances, they're actually bringing the argument on because they're using CMAs incorrectly. Right. Okay, so if I'm sitting down in a listing presentation and I'm showing and talking to you about, you know, we sold this house for that, we sold this for this, we had it on the market for this, many days, we got a great result for this one, and we, we, are, we got, you know, 300 or 200,000 above reserve on this particular property, what's your next question going to be towards me? How much? Yeah, how much is my house worth? Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I brought that on by showing you that. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You, you've led me, led me, it's like, you know, it's like a, 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 a trail that you, you've taken me down. Absolutely. So, so with the listing presentations, a lot of the agents that I see, they spend more time in those four areas. They get way too quickly into marketing. Yeah. They get way too quickly into CMAs. Yeah. You know, and, and fundamentally, all the agents are doing the same thing. Okay, they're showing the same so, so, what, so what's your recommended approach? I think I think you've got to you've got to look at number one is is the relationship is critical, right? Okay, um, you know if you build a relationship, the conditions are negotiable. Yeah, yeah. So if I develop the relationship where you choose me because you feel more comfortable than anything else, now I can't just rely on that being the only thing that's going to get me across the line. But if that's had a big part of it, it makes the rest of it very easy. Yeah. Okay. So so that's the important thing. The next thing is having a process and a strategy. So what is your process and a strategy 
for how you're going to go about selling these people's homes. Does that make sense? So, well, yeah, what are the so things that you cover in the process strategy? Well, your buyer strategy. Right. What's your buyer strategy? Which buyers are you looking to attract? And as a, you know, we are talking earlier on, there's three types of buyers. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like the way you put that. So if it's okay, if we can touch that again sure. on this on this video. So what, what are those buyers? Well, you'd ask the vendor, which, which buyer are you wanting to attract for your property? You know, there's three types of buyers. And I said, well, you know, which ones? I'm not, sorry, I'm unsure which, yeah. what are they? So, yeah, well, I, 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 yeah, I well you've got your researcher, you've got your shopper, and you've got your buyer. They're three different buyers, and they look and search for real estate completely different. Yeah, and, and the end result you have at your pro, the, with your home has got everything to do with the type of buyers you have so, coming through. So the three buyers are the researcher, the shopper, and the buyer. Yes. Okay. And what you're saying to a vendor is your final result has got to do with which buyer you're attracting. Absolutely. So what we do is create a strategy, a buyer strategy around making sure we're ensuring we're getting the right buyers to your home, not the wrong ones. Right. Okay, so what I'm sort of going in the past saying you need to have a more of a process-driven listing presentation and a strategy-driven presentation than a cost one. Got okay? you. So if you list with me because of my strategy yeah. and my approach that how we're going to you know, um, promote your property to the to the market. And you can do that without getting into marketing um, specifics. Yeah, a big part is our negotiation strategy. That's the big big key. I think I want to highlight to you that I'm my negotiation strategies are way better than anybody else out there. Okay, so this is gold, gang, and I know that for many people it might be a little bit of a a head spin, particularly the newer people, but what Tony is saying is don't go down the path of the commodity dungeon where you're going to start saying we're all the same, so it's about who's the cheapest. Absolutely. Right? And what you're saying is worry about the process and the proceeds will come. Go yes. down go down that path. Be a, be a pro, have a process and strategy-driven listing presentation, not a product one. So how does that contextually work in when you're selling, when, when you, so you, your plan is that you will you'll sign up the listing because they like you, trust you, and realise that they have a, pro, a problem and your problem is that you have a process to solve that problem. Absolutely. It's because of the strategies. It's not because just on the relationship side. Yeah. You know? um, it's got a lot to do with the process and strategy. The strategy that I'm going to ad, um, adopt for your particular property in your campaign is what's going to get us a great result. Okay, so I'm not necessarily going to talk about the great result. It's the process that's leading up to that. Yeah. And, and they're going to list with me because of that, because they believe that the processes and the strategies in my negotiation process is way better than any other agent. So therefore, they have a greater chance of them getting their dream price with me yeah. than they do with anybody else. Yeah. Okay, so I want them to list in that area. Then I can come back. If they've listed with me and chose me because of that, then I can come back and say, okay, then we'll adopt and sit down and work out the exact marketing campaign that's best to get the right buyers for it. Okay. So you sign up the listing. Yep. And then how do you how do you actually touch on those other issues, the marketing there at the first listing? What do you say to them? I'm going to come back and... Well, so, well from what most of the agents do is at that point, that then once they've got the listing, they've got to go away and, and obtain the f- photography, get the photography organised and the and so on. So at that point in time, you'd say, okay, great. Look, I've taken it upon myself, Tom. Uh, you know, I was hoping I'm going to get the nod to go ahead tonight. Um, our photographer is absolutely flat out with all the campaigns we're running, so I have taken it upon myself and gave him a quick call before we came here just to see when they're available, if you're you know, going to go ahead with me tonight. Now, he's available on Wednesday or Thursday. Which Does that suit you to get them to come through and do the photos? 
Yeah. And say, great, okay, well, what we'll do is we'll get the photos done, we'll get the ads written up, and what I'll do is I'll go away and put together some different campaigns, and we'll use some campaigns of properties that have sold recently that are very similar to your property that have got great results. They've had good numbers come through the home, they've got a great result. We'll sit down together on, when I get all this back, we'll come back on, say, on Saturday, we'll sit down together and run through the different options and work out how best to market your home in line with what we know is going to get the people through the home and also in line with what you want to achieve for your property. Okay, so to get this right, sign it up, um, create a bit of uh, urgency by saying we've got a photographer lined up, I'm going to come back, yep. and you've, you've told them you're coming back to talk about marketing. Absolutely, and you've got to make them feel that they're in control too. Right. Now, they're part of this. Right. And, it's, and when you make people feel that they're part of the whole process, even though we're going to do it, they will come on. Most people are looking for leadership. What, what are, so, Tony, do you, what about the vendors that say, yeah, what, so what's it going to cost, the marketing's going to cost? How much would you like to spend? A few, you know, not much, a few thousand. It can be as little or as much as you like. You know, right. why don't we put together a couple of examples of properties that have sold, a recent, that sold recently and got a great result, similar to yours, and I'll show you what they did, yeah. and then we'll work out together best how you want to market it. Okay, so sign up the listing and don't get into... You don't, if, you do, if you get the first part right, yeah. that becomes very easy, because right. we've got guys out there doing that, and we've trained them, they're very good at that. You'll always get more marketing after you've listed it than you will the night. Correct. And, and, not and, only, yeah. and if you look at it, sorry, Tom, if you look at it, one of the problems with a lot of campaigns is not so much at the moment because the market's pretty good everywhere, but the markets don't stay good forever. Yeah. Um, one of the problems with a lot of campaigns is they start off overquoted yeah. and with incorrect marketing from day one. Yeah. And one of the reasons for that is they do it all on the night they list it. Yeah. Now, it's too much info. Yeah. You've, you've already been there for an hour probably yeah. trying to secure the listing. Yeah. You've now negotiated one of the last things you do is negotiate your fee. Yeah. And you've gone backwards and forwards negotiating your fee and, and yeah, most vendors feel like they've taken a checkbook out, written you a check and given it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, but that's yeah. like, okay, great. Yeah. Now I'm going to say, oh, I think you should also spend this much money on advertising. Okay, and so... It's too much. Yeah, so let's talk about it. You come back a few days later yep. with the photos. Um, how do you explain to a vendor that... Like, in, we live in a world now, Tony, where people are saying, print's dying, it's all digital. How do you explain the various forms of marketing, why they should use print? Well, I think one thing, uh, I think it's important that the agents have keep statistics. Right. You know, so through their open homes, through buyer inquiries, of where people first saw the property, not necessarily where they saw the open time, because they may have seen the property in the paper and then gone to the internet. Yeah. Okay, so where they first saw the property. So you keep those statistics, and it will show you that there's a large percentage of people who are looking in the papers, yeah. you know, as well as online. We all know that. So I think you can display that in your presentation when you come back. You can right. say, the objective here is the more people we can expose your property to, yeah. the more chance we have of getting more people to inquire and come to your home. Okay? The more inspections and inquiries we get, the greater the chance of the competition, the greater competition, the price goes up. So we've got to try and cast a net out there to get as many of those buyers to your home as, pros- as possible. Now, if you have a look at where all the buyers are coming from, this is, the, this is where the buyers are, are selling property. So what do you do in a graph? Type yeah, thing? show them the graphs. So, and then show some real-life case studies of, of actual open homes and sales that you've made and say, well, this is where the buyers came from. This is where they first saw that. Okay? Um, so that your third-partying thing, you're not just making statements. Yeah. You're actually showing them hard evidence to back up what you're suggesting. Okay? Um, so showing them where the buyers come from is important.
Okay? And I think also explaining that the more people we can reach, the greater the chance we have of finding that one or two people who are actually going to pay the premium dollar for you. The, the, the vendor that says just put it on the internet, that's where everyone's coming, why, why spend money? Well, there's, I'll come back to this, this, the three types of buyers. It depends on which buyer you're looking to get. There's the researcher who is never going to buy. Right. Okay, they're on the market. They just research real estate. They're fact finders. So, and they predominantly search on the internet. So you'll get a lot of hits from these people, but it won't translate into inspections or anything like that because they're not looking. Got you. They're the researchers. Okay, so you'll get a lot of those people yeah. hitting it, but it won't translate into you know, inspections and offers. You'll get the shoppers, who are people who have just entered the marketplace to buy, but it takes them about six to eight weeks to become a real buyer because they've just entered it. So they're starting to look. They're seeing, I have this much money. What can they're going through the process of comparison? Got you. How much can? What can I get for my money? Got okay. You. They're generally not organised with their finance. They've still got things to get organised in relation to becoming a real buyer. Yeah. They look on the internet. So you get those buyers as well. Okay. Yeah. On the internet. They, they predominantly look through open homes and, and so on, and, and if they find something, because they're not ready, the offer's generally on the low side. Okay? Yeah. So then you go on to, to Tom, the buyer. The buyer. Now, the buyer is somebody who's a serious buyer. They're ready to purchase now. Now, they have missed out on properties. They've put in offers. They've been unsuccessful. They've bidded at auctions. Um, they, look for, they look everywhere because they, want, they don't want to miss out on that next property. Yeah. Okay? They have a high fear of loss and a high urgency level yeah. because they want to buy now and they've already missed out. Yeah. Okay, now, for you to get a great price, the more of those people you can get to your home, the greater the price because they're the ones that you see at auctions bidding against each other and an auction goes up a tick. Right. Okay? Now, they search in, on everything. They're on alerts. They, they scour the paper. They ring the agents. They, they'll even go and look at out the front of agents' windows, which is, you know, days gone past. But they will look at everything. Right. They'll grab the papers so because they don't want to miss that next property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, the, that's the buyer you want. That's the buyer you want. So if you only go to the internet, the chances are you're going to attract a lot of the researchers and the shoppers, but it's not necessarily going to translate into the real buyers. Okay, well, there's a golden gem that you get, an internal trading tip that Barry Plans give where they're able to articulate to a vendor, which is, by the way, it's not some Amway-type smoky screen story. That's, that's reality. That's, that's life, isn't it? Well, we did some research before we, you know, you seen the marketing book we put together yeah. you know, a while ago to help you know, um, with the expectations meetings that they run. Um, we did some research of our own, and we looked at the, the uh, offices, and we got them to run you know, new listings, good listings, just internet only open homes in the marketplaces and looked at the numbers that they got through um, the first couple of weeks and then we looked at them to run combined, you know, online and print, okay, and the numbers were dramatically different. There was more people at the open homes, there was more inquiries. Beautiful. Okay, very, very useful tip. I want to ask you, uh, and I'm conscious of time, I want to make sure that we get all this stuff in sure. there, right? Your three most useful training ideas that you have to help the viewers out there? Uh, the, the, I mean, we had this conversation before we came on, where you start and where you stop, there's, there's so many. Um, so I've nailed a couple down. I think um, communication skills, right? Um, people skills. Uh, and I advise brand new people, you know, when they're first starting off and getting in the industry, so I don't become a, a student of people. This, this business is all about people. It's a people industry, not a bricks and mortar industry, okay? Um, if you take the people out of the equation, we've got nothing. 
Yeah, and, and those top agents are generally great communicators. So learn to develop better people skills. Now, what this industry needs, in my opinion, is better people, not better salespeople. Oh, beautiful. Love that. Okay, Love that, that. That's what owners are looking for. They want to deal with someone they feel comfortable to relate to, that's going to lead them in the path they want to go. But they don't, they're scared to deal with the salesperson. So isn't it weird, Tony, like a vendor's call out to get a market appraisal or valuation or listing presentation, call it what you want. But really, if you really read between the lines, what they're saying is, I'm dying to meet a nice person, Absolutely. isn't it? Absolutely. Well, let me ask you this question, Tom. Would you give your property to someone you like or trust or feel comfortable with? No. No. No, I'll keep looking and I'll, I'll find one because there's a lot of real estate people around. Absolutely. So, number one, I'd say develop greater people skills. Read books about people. Yeah. You know, learn how people make decisions. Learn how people shop. Yeah. And when, when people are calling in agents, they're going through the shopping process. Yeah. And a lot of how they shop for agents is the same how they shop for everyday products. Yeah. Plasma. Yeah. They compare, they shop. They look, they get the people, they work out which one they want, and then they negotiate. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. Number two? Um, number two, listing presentations. Yeah, so what's your advice there? Um, most of the problems that you see out there with agents that they have, you know, like not being able to get better commissions, you know, being able to, um, you know, having, the, having people undercut them with advertising, all this stuff. Most of the issues that they, are, that they come up against is because of the listing presentation. Okay, so one of the big tips I'd say is, is, is learn to become a great lister. Learn to do a, a, a great listing presentation, not around costs, around process. What's your strategy? What's your process? Have a, a process-driven listing presentation. Um, that will fix most people's problems. Right. It, because it's also the cause of most of them. It is. It is. Because, see, if you see value in something, you'll pay the money. Yeah. If you don't see value in it, you won't. Correct. Otherwise... You know, why does why does a, a why is a three series BMW more expensive than a Toyota Corolla? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So the bottom line is, you want to increase the fee you're going to get. You simply increase the value that you provide. There's absolutely. a correlation between the two. A- absolutely. And and if you look at it, and having dealt with a lot of people um, and looking at what they do from a listing point of view, they fundamentally all do the same thing. You know that they're very much bringing out CMAs way too quick. You know, um, and using those incorrectly, and so on. So the listing presentation—that that's a big one. Work on the listing presentations. Okay, okay number three. Um, personal development. Right. Yeah. Explain look, that to you. What's um, that to you? Again, okay. learn learn to do, how you view yourself has got a lot to do with how the world's going to view you. Right. And I think being a great lister. We were talking about listing. One of the things of being a great lister is is the ability to transfer a belief. Whereas the people on the other side of the table can look across and look into your eyes and, and they can see yeah. that high level of belief. Yeah. Because people forget what you say, but they never forget that, that feeling that's transferred. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can pick that up. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are looking for leadership. They're looking for someone who's going, up, going in a certain direction, their direction. Okay? So I think that personal development, that self-belief, not, not arrogance. Yeah. Okay? But if you have a look at all the top performers out there, uh, and you know they all do things differently. They all have different ways of doing things. And that's one of the great things about our business is there's so many different ways you can do it. Um, but they all have one thing in common. They got a very very high level of self belief. Yeah. Borderline arrogance. In some yeah. Ways. Yeah. Um, where 
they know there's no other agent, there's no better agent that they can They're, con- they're confident, aren't they? Absolutely. Yeah, where they will go over the first objection. What's a, Tony, what's the difference between confidence and arrogance? Ooh. Um, confidence, I think, is in the way I think you present yourself, your, your body language, the tone of your voice, the dialogue you use. Yeah. Arrogance can mean you've, you've crossed the line almost where you've become off-putting. It is more about you than the client. Obviously, you're very... You're very confident in what you're doing, yeah. But it's that confidence is more built around yourself, not yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, does that yeah, make sense? yeah. It absolutely does, and I actually think that most people know themselves when they're being a, a, too much of a smarty, and it's about them, you know. Yeah, yeah. People like people that are humble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I want to ask you: biggest mistake real estate agents make in the ten years that you've been here? Ah. Biggest mistake, I think um, their listing presentations, right. <laughs> if I come back to that, right. is is fundamentally all the same. Right. Uh, so they, they don't pay enough attention to that. Right. Um, and, and they don't practice that enough. Okay, so, and they, they yeah, yeah, and I think it's a good point because I've, I've, you know, after all these years, Tony, me just talking to agents on these video blogs and agents at seminars, I worked out that some strategy that agents have is copy and cut. They copy and then just cut Absolutely. To, 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 to be better by trying to win on price. And you, and you can't. You don't need to do that. Yeah. There's a, there's a very small percentage um, of people that will choose an agent purely on fees. and But I think they're in the minority. And I think one of the mistakes agents make is they try to have a listing presentation where they try to please everyone. They be everything to everybody. Yeah. And the reality is you, there's business you're never going to get. Yeah. There's business you're going to lose. Yeah. So... I would rather appeal to the eighty yeah. percent, not the twenty percent, yeah. or the ten percent. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So, you try and be everything to everyone, you'll become no one to anyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay, Tony. Last question. I mean, I could speak to you for an hour because you've got really good quality content here that you're sharing with our viewers. Um, but I know that everyone that watches videos has got ADD. You know? <laughs> uh, so what I was going to ask you is, if you were like, if you were starting in real estate day one through your life as a real estate agent, through your life as an executive for a leading franchisor here in Victoria, as a great real estate trainer, coach, strategist, what's the best piece of advice you'd be giving Tony Larkin if you were starting today? Um, Be more humble, listen more, be more patient, um, be more consistent. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of people do is, uh, it's natural in the beginning, is they're too inconsistent. They don't implement enough of the ideas and they're not consistent in sticking with them. So I'd certainly say be more consistent in what I did. Find a good coach. Yeah. Find a good mentor. Yeah. And that may be your principal. It may be your sales manager, hopefully. Um, but I think it's not bad also to have somebody outside of that as well. Um, so find a good coach who can put you on the right path and hold you accountable. Tony, thank you so much. I've uh, you know, I've known you for some time now. I've been to a couple of conferences that I've been lucky enough to be involved in overseas with Barry Plant. You, you've done a, a, a super job developing a, a, a training curriculum that I think is very much about attraction business, about you know becoming a brand and 
um, becoming well known and offering good service and auction and all the stuff that I'm biased because I, I love that stuff because I work for news. But, uh, and it just so happens that it works too, Tom. And it just happens that it works. So I want to thank you so much for sharing a lot of those key concepts that you train Barry Plant people every day. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.